Hi there, America. Welcome to the Carter Report. Thanks for joining us. Today is a continuation of last week's program on the omens. We're going to talk about the real meaning of economic problems. We're going to talk about crime in the, in the cities. We're going to talk about the day when nobody will be allowed to buy or sell unless he has the mark of the beast. Join us today in the omens. The Carter Report investigates the mysteries of the past as it seeks to interpret amazing predictions concerning our future. John Carter, scholar, writer, and traveler, invites you to join him as he unlocks mankind's most valuable treasure. I want you to come over here a little further now. I want you to come to Matthew 24, verse 37, just down a little further. As Jesus talks about the last days, he says, But as the days of Noah were, Noah was that great preacher who preached to the antediluvians thousands of years ago. As the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus said, Do you want to know what it's going to be like in the last days? Jesus said, Jesus said, do you really want to know what it's going to be like? Do you want to know what conditions are going to be like? Jesus said, you go back and study the days of Noah. And if you study, he said, the days of Noah, you are going to see exactly what it is going to be like right down in America, in the world, in the very last days. I want you now to turn in those Bibles over here to Genesis chapter 6. Would you please turn with me? Come over here with me to Genesis chapter 6 and we are going to notice what conditions were like back there in the days of Noah. Genesis chapter 6. Have you got that? Oh my friend, these prophecies are so vital. They're so important. You and I have to understand these things. We've got to get ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Genesis 6 verse 5 says, Then the Lord, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he'd made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Verse 8 says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 11 says, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Before the great deluge, which is an historical fact, the Bible says that the earth became a cesspool of wickedness and it was no longer safe to walk down the streets of the antediluvian cities. The Bible says that the whole land was filled with violence, filled with crime, filled with rottenness, filled with pornography, filled with smut. 
And when this world became a cesspool of iniquity, God said, I can't bear this any longer. And God, my friend, sent a tremendous flood. And the Bible says it is going to happen exactly the same in the last days. Listen to me, my American friends. Listen to this. Every year in this great land, in this great land of plenty, in this land of affluence, this land of Christianity, and this land of religion, every year there are six million violent crimes. Every day in America, listen to me, there are 51 murders, 500 rapes, 3,000 robberies, 13,000 assaults. My friend, we have become in the Western world a very repetition of the days of Noah. And, and the Bible said that back there, when the world became so bad, God said, I can't put up with this any longer. One great American said, God is just. Justice cannot sleep forever. And my friend, when the world got so bad, God said, I can't put up with this any longer. And God sent a tremendous flood. Jesus said, in the last days, the world is going to become so wicked. And God, my friend, is going to send a fire. And Jesus Christ is going to come back and save his own people. My friend, I ought to put that up. I ought to put that as a, up as an omen because it's tremendously important. The signs of the times, destroyers of the earth, the famines. Let's put up this one, number three, and we will call this the reign, the reign of evil, crime, violence, terrorism. Did you know that in the United States of America, the greatest Christian nation under God's blue sky, there are 500 little children that are being exploited by the scum of humanity through pornography? Did you know more than half a million children have been caught up in this filthy web? And it was the same back here in the days of Noah. And that is why God came in vengeance. I want to tell you, folk, tonight, as that great American said, he said, when I think that God is just and justice cannot sleep forever, he said, I tremble for my people. I want to tell you, folk, tonight, the omens are telling us something here in America. The signs of the times are telling us something. The signs of the times are telling us that Jesus Christ is going to come, and he's going to come soon. There's no doubt about that. I want you to come over here with me now, would you? Over here to the book of Daniel, one of the great prophets of the Old Testament. And I want you to come now to Daniel 12 and verse 4. And this verse is really a paradox. This is a paradox. Daniel 12 and verse 4 says, And you, Daniel, shut up the words... Seal the book until the time of the end. The Bible talks about the time of the end, and it talks about our day. It says, many shall run to and fro. Knowledge shall increase. My friend, that's another omen. 
Let's come over here to the blackboard. There are many omens. Number one, we could go through dozens of omens. We could go through dozens of signs. We are simply picking out some of the most prominent. Number one, destroyers of the earth. It's happening, my friend. Number three, number two, the famines and the pestilences and the earthquakes and the awful plagues. AIDS is an omen. Number three, a reign of evil. And number four, the Bible says, here it is, an explosion, not just an explosion of crime, not just an explosion of filth, not just an explosion of exploiting little kids, but the Bible talks an explosion of knowledge. And the Bible says that explosion of knowledge would take place right at the very end of time. I want you to think about this. How is it? Why is it? that the human race went along for thousands of years, the same as they had done back in the days of Abraham? How come that the human race went along for thousands of years on the back of a horse or the back of a donkey? No inventions, nothing. You go back 100 years ago in America and the Americans were living basically as they had lived 4,000 years ago back in the land of Egypt, not much more advanced. And then all of a sudden, within a short space of a few years, there has been an absolute deluge, a flood of knowledge. There has been a, an explosion like a nuclear bomb has gone off of knowledge. Why is it so? I want to tell you why it's so. It is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. You take, as an example, the aircraft industry. The Wright brothers flew 852 feet, 9 miles an hour. Some of you folk who are getting on a little here may remember that. Today, aeroplanes are traveling around the world at tremendous rapidity. Rockets travel around the earth. 16, 17,000, 18,000 miles an hour. Why is this so? I will tell you why it is so. The Bible says that one of the greatest omens would be this tremendous increase in knowledge right at the very end of time. Now listen. Knowledge is increasing everywhere. It is increasing, my friend, wherever you turn in the medical world, wherever you turn in the computer world, in the world of electronics, there has come almost a, an overwhelming passion to increase knowledge. It is though, my friend, the fountains had been held back for thousands of years, and then all of a sudden, the great dam has burst, and the world has become flooded with all this knowledge. The Bible says, let me read it to you again, but you, Daniel, shut up the word, seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, knowledge shall increase. This tremendous increase in knowledge is a sign, my friend, that we are living in the apocalyptic age and that Jesus Christ is knocking on the door of the world and Jesus Christ is saying, get ready, get ready, coming ready or not. That's what Jesus is saying. I want you to come now to another Roman that talks about money. 
Come over here to page 1184, page 1184, James chapter 5 and verses 1 down to 3. People have asked me the question, does the Bible have to say anything about an economic collapse in the last days? What is going to happen to the major currencies in the world? Many uh, economists believe that the world stands threatened by an economic collapse, a great financial collapse. They believe that perhaps some of the third world countries, the Latin American countries, are going to pull the world right down and there is going to come one great depression. There is going to come a complete collapse of the world's financial system. I want to read you a prophecy about this and this, my friend, is one of the signs. The Bible says, Come now, you rich men, weep and hell for your miseries that are coming on you. The Bible says in the last days, the rich men are going to be weeping and they're going to be howling. And I guess that includes the people in New York and Melbourne and, and all the great stock exchanges, Wall Street. The Bible says, verse 2, your riches are corrupted. In other words, they've lost their power. Your garments are moth-eaten. Verse 3 says, your gold and silver are corroded. Maybe, friend, through inflation. Your gold and silver are corroded. They've lost their power and their corrosions will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasures in the last days. The Bible says, talking to the great nations that have heaped up treasures for the last days, the Bible says, go, it says, Go now, you rich, weep and hell for your miseries that are going to come upon you. And the prophet Ezekiel in chapter 7 said, right in the very last days, men and women right here in the United States of America would take their money and they would throw their money down in the streets. Did you know that? The Bible says that people are going to throw their money in the streets and they're going to throw their money in the streets because their money is not going to be worth anything. It's going to be worth a brass razoo. And I want to tell you something, that's nothing much. That is an omen. I want to come over here to the blackboard. You see, if you start to put it all together, it makes a tremendous story, doesn't it? The world economists are saying maybe America is going to collapse financially. Maybe the common market is going to go down. The Bible says it is going to happen. And let me take another piece of chalk. Notice them. Signs of the times, destroyers of the earth. That is happening. The mushroom cloud, $1 million every 60 seconds on weapons to destroy the earth while people are, are dying like flies around the earth. They say maybe 150 million will die in Africa in the next few years. 40,000 kids die every day. Doesn't this do something to you? The Bible says there will be a reign of evil and America, my friend, is, is right in the very midst of that reign of evil as never before in her history. The Bible says, number four, an explosion of knowledge and number five, it talks the Bible talks about an economic collapse. 
The Bible says, you better go, you rich man. Weep and hell because your silver and your gold, these things are not going to do you any good. The Bible says the people are going to go here in New York and, and Dallas and all the rest of the great cities and they're going to throw their money out in the streets and nobody is going to stop to pick it up because that money is not going to be worth anything. And that, my friend, is one of the greatest of the omens going to happen you know what this tells me it tells me that there's one thing that really counts you know what it is it's not the size of your check account it's the size of your faith in Jesus Christ that's the thing that counts you can have the biggest Cadillac and the most beautiful home and the biggest check account but unless you're friends with Jesus Christ it's not going to do you any good the only thing that really counts ultimately is a man's personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the God who made him. That is the thing that counts. I want you to come now to one other omen. Come over here to Revelation 13. Revelation chapter 13 to the Apocalypse and verse 16 and onwards. And I'm going to spend a lot of time on this one of the lectures coming up on the Mark of the Beast. Don't you miss that? That is a tremendously important subject. You won't hear anything more important than that subject, the Mark of the Beast. And I want you to be there when I talk about the coming world boycott. We're going to have thousands of people hear that. Verse 16 says, the great totalitarian regime in the last days. And it is going to start here, my friend, in America. Prophecy says so. It says, and he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive, you see that? To receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. The Bible talks about a great worldwide boycott. And the Bible says men are going to have the machinery to make it a reality. My friend, when the Bible was written, they couldn't do that. But we today have the computers and everybody's name in the world can very easily be put into a computer. And when the time is ripe, and when this world government becomes a reality, and it is becoming a reality, powers are taking place right here in the United States of America, and it's going to happen, my friend. It's going to be a great religious political thing, and then they're going to say, you can't buy or sell unless you've got the mark. And today, my friend, America and the rest of the world has the ability to bring about the mark of the beast and to enforce it through the age and through the means of the computer. That, my friend, is an omen. That is an omen. And we ought to put that one up on the blackboard too. Have a look, my friend. Look at the omen. Signs of the times. Destroyers of the earth. One million dollars every 60 seconds. Doesn't it do something to you? Famines, millions dying. A reign of evil through America. It is happening. The porno plague, the crime, the violence, the rapes, the bashings. The fact that anybody can get a gun and go out and shoot anybody. An explosion of knowledge, an economic collapse. The Bible talks about it, but then it talks about, it talks, here it is. Number six, 
the Bible talks about the enforcing of the mark of the beast. We are going to talk about this in coming meetings. I want to tell you, my friend, all of the machinery has been set up and it is ready to go. And all of these omens, and I could give you another hundred omens, all of these omens tell me one thing, that we are living in the day of the coming of the Son of God. That's what it means. You hear that? This is not just a story. This is the very truth. The prophets were right about Babylon. The prophets were right about Egypt. The prophets were right about Tyre. The prophets were right about Jerusalem. The prophets were absolutely right about past civilizations. The prophets are going to be right about America. They're going to be right about this civilization. And you and I ought to do something about it. I want you to come over here with me, please, and it tells, tells us what we ought to do. Come over here to Luke 21, and Jesus here, my friend, tells you and me what we ought to be doing about this. Jesus said, after giving the omens, Jesus said, I want to tell you what you are to do. Not enough just to hear about these things. Jesus said, don't just hear. Jesus said, do something about it. Jesus said, act upon the knowledge that I'm giving you. And here it is, Jesus said. Verse 25, there will be signs in the sun, moon, stars, on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. Verse 27, then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. Verse 28, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. And then Jesus said, and he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree, Jesus said. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. Look at the oak trees, Jesus said. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourself that summer is now near. So Jesus said, when you see all these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Jesus said, the first thing you've got to do is know. Number one, be intelligently informed. Knowledge you see is power. Jesus said, when you see these things, you had better know. Number one, know. Know it. Jesus said, know and then Jesus said, verse 34, but take heed to yourselves. Jesus said, no. And then Jesus said, take heed. Jesus said, be aware. Be intelligently aware. Jesus said, take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighted down with carousing drunkenness and the cares of this life. And that day will come on you unexpectedly. So Jesus said, no. And then Jesus said, Take heed, be aware, and then Jesus said, For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the earth. The vast majority of people will be unprepared because they don't know and they haven't taken heed. And then verse 36, Jesus said, Watch therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus, our Lord, said, watch. Jesus said, be awake. Jesus said, pray. You know what we ought to do tonight? 
we are to turn to the great God in prayer. This is a time when America ought to pray. This is a time when every American, because of the omens, ought to be praying to the great creator God and saying, Oh God, wake me up. Oh God, help me to be aware. Oh God, help me to take care. Oh God, stir me tonight. And oh God, help me to come to you in prayer. And help me to get such a relationship with you that when Jesus comes, I'm going to be ready for you. We are going to have a prayer. We're going to bring each of us tonight to God in prayer. And we're going to say, oh God, stir us tonight. Oh God, renew us tonight, Lord. Oh God, do something here in America and help us to get ready for the greatest of all events. Let us pray. Oh my Father, tonight we've looked at the omens. We've looked at the signs of the times. And God, it is absolutely apparent that Jesus Christ has given us these signs and that the end of all things is right at the door. We believe that the nuclear warfare that is coming upon America, we believe that the famines and the pestilences and the explosion of knowledge, the, the awful plagues like AIDS that has broken out in this great country and that is sweeping around the world, we believe that the reign of evil, the crime, the pornography, the, the violence, we believe that this totalitarian system which is being set up, we believe that these things are telling us Come to God in prayer. We want to come to you tonight in prayer. We want you tonight, Lord, to reach out your hand and somehow touch these hearts of ours. Help us, Lord, tonight to turn to God. Forgive us for our sins. Send us into our hearts tonight the gift of the Holy Spirit. May he renew us and may he lead us in repentance to Christ that when Jesus comes, we are going to be saved. Oh God, tonight in this meeting, we desire to make a decision. We desire, Lord, as we've got our heads bowed here tonight, to lift our hearts and our hands to you and to say tonight, Lord, we decide for Jesus and we decide for God's word. Bless us, Lord, as we make that decision for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen.